Welcome to the Plan Vision Podcast, where we share simple, straightforward investment and planning ideas for normal people. The description in this podcast is for informational purposes only. Do not construe this as personal tax, financial, or legal advice for your situation. Hi there, Mark Sorrell with Plan Vision. I'm back with Ian Faber. And Ian and I are going to be discussing two topics, somewhat related, but a bit different. Uh, the first one is just on dividend income and how that will affect Americans abroad, and I'll kind of set this up for you in a moment. Then I also want to get into really an important topic for any American that either either is abroad during retirement or for a, a resident American that is considering moving abroad for retirement. And many folks are considering that for many different reasons. And how will their various retirement plan, plans be impacted when they make the, when they make that move? Hey, Ian, how you doing? Very good, Mark. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great. So on the first topic, the one about the uh, the dividend income, let me kind of set this up for you because I, I, I have this conversation pretty frequently with my American clients. The idea is that these are people that are going to be saving for their future. They can't use IRAs, 401ks, Roth. So they're just going to be using a brokerage account. These brokerage accounts, they'll use low-cost investments, but these ETFs typically or mutual funds potentially will produce dividends for them. Dividends might be very minimal at the beginning, I assuming not much tax bite, but over the course of time, if they really get larger portfolios, just wanted to help people better understand how dividends may affect uh, their tax filings. Excellent, Mark. Yeah, the dividends uh, in the U.S., uh, we've discussed this previously, the U.S., they, they tax everything. The IRS, they come after everything. Um, there's very little income that is not subject to tax. And dividends is another item that just falls right into that category. Any dividend income is a taxable event, um, a taxable item each year that needs to be reported. The amounts that are paid to you needs to be reported and, and, and taxed from a, from a U.S. perspective. Um, there, you know, there could be certain, certain times where there, you know, there might be a distinction there you know, with, a, with a dividend that you might be below a threshold or you know, they might have deductions to offset it. But for all intents and purposes, the dividend income is definitely a taxable item for, for, an, for a U.S. citizen, whether you're here in the U.S. or you're abroad. Okay. Is it, it, is it as simple as saying, and you're probably going to put some qualifiers on this, but that if I'm making $70,000 a year and I have a portfolio that produces $5,000 of dividend income, that I'm kind of combining those two together to get total income? Or is that Absolutely. Too- too simple. Absolutely. Yep. That's exactly the, the process that you go. Um, and a lot of times, you know, when you, you're making at that level, when you're abroad and you're claiming the foreign earned income exclusion to offset your, your, uh, your, earned, your earned income, then you sit there and you have your standard deduction that comes into play. And a lot of times in today's, based on the, the, the new tax legislation that went through, the standard deduction is 12000 for an, a single filer, 24000 for a joint filer. So if you're making 5,000 in, in uh, dividends each year or you know, a combination, 10,000 in dividends, capital gains, all those types of interest um, that come into play, normally you sit there and you have the, the, the standard deduction to offset it. When you start incre- increasing that amount and, and the investments continue to grow and you start seeing a more significant amount, mm-hmm. it's definitely something to plan for and, and keep in mind that those dividend income is definitely a taxable item and it needs to be planned for accordingly. And one okay. other point just really to, to touch base on is especially for someone who's abroad, 
it's very important to review the rules of the country where you're living in. Okay. Different, different countries have different rules on how certain items are taxed. The U.S., they tax everything, but in many countries, there's different ways and there's preferential rates and there's preferential treatment in certain okay. countries. So all that in situations like that, you definitely want to make sure that you review those, those rules and, and guidance in, in, the in the country that you live in to ensure that you report everything appropriately. And okay. from a U.S. perspective, if a dividend is taxed in, in the country you're in, we would then take a credit on it yes. from a U.S. perspective to okay. avoid any double taxation. Okay. So, in, again, in most cases, you're not going to be double taxed on this stuff, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the ultimate goal. We want to avoid that double taxation. And it's key to manage just both sides. I always sit there and say having that global perspective is very important in situations when you, you're dealing with multi-jurisdictional uh, taxation. And it's very important to just look at it from that, that high level um, and make sure both countries are being, being considered and the interaction of the tax rules from that perspective. But the okay. dividends is definitely a great, it's a great item. Love getting dividends. Love getting that return on investment and seeing that come through. But there is some tax items that you want to just be cognizant of and aware of from a reporting mm -hmm. perspective. And those, they are definitely a taxable, taxable benefit, taxable income that needs to be reported each year. And really for you know, a lot of my clients, they have kind of these smaller brokerage accounts they're getting started. When they do their taxes, you know, you just get their 1099 from them and it's got like, you know, $200 in there. And that's, that's really not going to have an impact on their situation in any meaningful way, right? Very minor. Um, you know, from a domestic perspective, you know, you, you report those earnings. It's a very minor, you know, you're yeah. talking a few, you know, tens, twenties, thirties of, of actual taxes. It's very minor. From a, a foreign, uh, foreign perspective, uh, for an expat abroad, U.S. expat abroad, it, it becomes even less when you, because you, you sit there and you have that standard deduction there and whatnot to offset. So it's definitely, it's something to be aware of. And another thing that's very important is, and this is something that I see quite often is, you know, those, those amounts, especially if it's a, a US-based brokerage account that holds the account, um, brokerage firm that holds the account, those information are definitely going to the IRS. Sure. That 1099 is being reported and it's going to the IRS. So when it's not reported and shown on the tax return, the IRS, that, <laughs> that flag will go off and say, hey, why aren't you reporting this? And that's when you'll get a lovely letter from, from the IRS saying, hey, what's going on here? So sure. it's very important to, to make sure you report them as well. Sure. Okay. I want to move on to the other topic. Uh, again, this concept of Americans going abroad. And I naively believed for a while that, wow, I could just, you know, go abroad. And if I was receiving funds from my 401k or a pension, that I would just fall below the foreign income, earned income exclusion limit. I wouldn't have to pay taxes. But of course, those income sources are not earned. So, you know, can you just uh, describe what an American abroad that has accumulated retirement assets here in the States might face from a U.S. tax perspective? Absolutely. Um, and it's, <clears throat> I, I do definitely want to qualify, uh, have a qualifier on this is it really, a lot is driven on the country that you, you live in or that the country that you move to, the country that you retire to. Um, okay. It's really based on those, their rules um, that come into play when it comes uh, to those retirement benefits, how they're being taxed and how the treatment will be taken. Um, from a U.S. perspective, obviously, you know, 
these social security benefits, pension distributions from 401k, all the same apply whether you live abroad or here in the US, they all need to be reported. The key is, is how those items will be uh, treated in the country that you live in. And that's where it gets much more in depth and much more complicated. Uh, I wish, truly wish there was a, uh, a, an umbrella statement that I could provide to not okay. only clients, but to everyone that say, oh, this is the way you would treat them and, and handle it from that perspective. But there really truly isn't. It, it really is a country by country basis. Um, some countries sit there and they will, they will sit there and say, hey, it's, it's income. It needs to be reported and it needs to be taxed here locally. Um, if that's the case, the U.S. side, we would we would take foreign tax credits to offset it. So those those are situations that we would you know avoid double taxation. So and other countries go ahead. And say, hey, we're not going to since it wasn't earned here and locally in our country, we're not going to tax it. In that case, you just continue filing and paying the tax from a, a U.S. perspective, unless you have other deductions or whatnot that can offset it, either the standard deduction or whatnot. So it's it's very much a a case by case, country by country kind of kind of scenario. But the, the important item to remember is that you definitely have to address it and you definitely have to review the rules, um, you know, in, in the specific country as well. So are you saying then that there are countries that will tax your Social Security, will tax your 401k distributions, your IRA dis distributions, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Depending on the, the country's uh, rules for taxation, it's, it's an income. Um, it's a retirement income. And, you know, it, it's very, it's fascinating because, you know, a lot of countries, you know, what, what happens is when a, a national of a country leaves and moves to another country, they cease their filings with that country. So, you know, when someone moves, they're, they're no longer reporting anything back in their home country. So it, it really does make sense that, hey, you're part of the, the local culture, you're part of the local um, community, you're going to be taxed on those earnings based on the rules of that local country, the new country, the, the, the host country where, where you're located. It's a very similar concept from the U.S. side. The only carrier is that the U.S. keeps track of us um, when we're abroad. So you need to definitely be, be aware of that. And, you know, it, it, countries definitely do have requirements um, that, that, you, that income, retirement, pension, 401k distributions are, are definitely taxable um, locally as well. So just to, to go through a few examples here, is it conceivable that an American could go to a country that has, that taxes their retirement benefits, but at a very low level, and then their total tax liability would be much lower than if they had stayed here in the U.S.? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, definitely. Uh, Switzerland's a great uh, example of that. They have some preferential treatment um, rates-wise from a retirement perspective that come into play where they're taxed at a, a very low rate um, on distributions and benefits that you receive. So, Ameri so the, the, the IRS is essentially uh, letting Americans get away with this, I guess. For oh, well. no, 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 no. Unfortunately, no, that's not the case. Um, so the way it works uh, from a U.S. perspective is, um, and it's similar, you know, any other concept of, of, of income, you, you're going to pay the tax, you know, basically the higher higher the two countries taxes either way. Okay. Okay. So if you pay, so from a, you know, just using, you know, hypothetical Swiss, say you pay 10% on, on income retirement benefits in Switzerland. If that equivalent is taxed at 15% in the U S 
what you would do on the U.S. return is you would take foreign tax credits. So you, the 15% tax on the U.S. side, you'd get the 10% credit that you paid to Switzerland and you'd pay the residual to the U.S. So you'd pay your total of 15%. You just pay a portion to Switzerland and then a portion to the U.S. I see. I see. So I'm not really going to go somewhere in the world and get out of paying my U.S getting out of paying what I owe Jen is a general question on my, on my taxes on my retirement plans. Is that a, is that a, can you agree with that statement or? Absolutely. I mean, there are certain cases where certain things are treated differently and there can be, there can be opportunities. Um, they're very rare and few and far between there. There's very specific fact lines and, and situational, um, you know, situational. Okay. And in, in those cases, um, but for the most part, you know, there's definitely going to be a reporting. There's definitely going to be a tax. Um, mm -hmm. That free lunch, free lunch concept is not not always a, not, rarely available when it comes to the IRS. Okay, uh, but it's just a, it's just a standard retiree tax form, I suppose. You're you're living in um, you know South Africa, and you just file a 1040. You put your your pensions, your Social Security, your IRA, and and file the form, and you. And then you do a court. How does it actually work? Do you, do you uh, if you're in South Africa, you just submit a 1040 and then you submit on your on your statement what you're paying to the local government or the, the local jurisdiction in taxes? Absolutely. Yep, okay. exactly. Um, you know, it's, it's very interesting when you get into the, you know, when you're abroad and you have various uh, incomes coming from all over and different tax forms. You know, the, 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 U, the U.S. system is a, de definitely a voluntary, you know, disclosure type system. You, you have to disclose everything. They have the requirements. When it's domestic information, you have the tax forms and there's cross checks there. When you're international, that's not always there. So, you know, it, it might not be, you know, there might not be that cross check, but you have the requirement. You take what you, the information that you have, whether it be a, a local tax statement, convert that into U.S. dollars for reporting purposes. And you report it appropriately, appropriately there from the U.S. So really, the only way you would get out of this, and I'm not sure why I'm asking this question, but it kind of popped up into my head, is if I, I retire and I'm 50 and I just, I'm never coming back, I just give up my citizenship? That's definitely, definitely an option. It's something that's uh, it's become uh, more and more common. Um, there is a process to giving up the citizenship. Uh, that's probably a a uh, double session to talk through all of that, <laughs> but it, it's, it's, it's definitely there. And it's, it's a tough, uh, not, from a tax perspective, it's probably, if you're not coming back to the U S or, you know, your home is somewhere else, it probably is a very, very easy decision. But when you have that, that, uh, that, that citizenship pride and the country yeah. pride, I find it very rare that, you know, many people, you know, go down that route. Um, to give it up. Um, and, you know, a lot of times they just want to, they want to keep that citizenship either way, but the opportunity is there. And it's definitely, it's definitely something that's become more common um, than not. Um, but it's, it's a tough one. And there, there are fees and everything that come with giving up citizenship as well that you have to factor in um, there, you know, there could be even expect, ex expatriation consequences. There's, there's a lot there when you, when you look at something like that. Okay. And that really involves somebody I suppose if they were just determined to not pay taxes on what they would accumulated, they want to go to a very low tax environment and they're happy with that. 
I suppose that might be a circumstance where it, they could justify that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. It's, it's definitely something that's available. Uh, it's not as, as, as frequently or as common as, as you would expect, but it's, it's definitely there. Um, it, it's okay. tough. It, it's a tough decision. There, there are definitely a lot of, a lot of cross checks and a lot of, uh, um, items to go through to, to go through that process. So it's definitely something, okay. um, you know, not only the tax advisor, but a, an immigration attorney, um, in addition would be probably very good points of contact to sure. talk through the options on something like that in those, in those cases. Okay. All right, Ian, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mark. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Plan Vision podcast. Let us know if you have any questions or comments on the topics covered.